0: Welcome to the Coaches Plan Podcast, Plan to Coach with Coach New Brunswick, a podcast for coaches by coaches, brought to you in part by the Coaches Association of Canada and the National Coaching Certification Program. I'm your host, Ashley Milani, Manager of Coaching Education, and we've got an interesting episode today. Okay, everyone, so today is going to be kind of a different episode, which is a weird editing choice on my part because this is only our second real episode. Um. As some of you may or may not know, it's National Coaches Week all across Canada, and today's episode is going to focus on really just recognizing the people in your life that have made you who you are. And because we're a podcast for coaches, by coaches, about coaches, you bet we're going to be thanking some coaches today. Or more specifically, I'm going to be calling and thanking my old coaches. When I was planning out all of my ideas for this podcast, I knew I had to spend at least one episode calling some of my old uh, and current mentors in sport, Um, and I... I was a little bit nervous about it. I wasn't sure how it was going to go. It's kind of a weird thing to call up the people you really care about in your life and just thank them out of the blue. Um, But I knew it was something that I I had to do and that was going to mean a lot. And um, I thought it was worth it. Okay. All right. Here we go. How's
1: it going?
0: pretty good. How are you? Uh, So first on my list was my provincial head coach from Team Manitoba uh, back when I rode in Winnipeg. Brent Figg coached in Winnipeg between 2010 and 2014 and was both my coach and then later on my co-coach. I was the team captain of a very young and inexperienced Canada Games crew and started rowing for Brent in about 2011. Uh, His first words to me was we need to get you out of that pool. Staring at pool tiles is bad for your health Uh, and I knew that it was going to be a very interesting coach athlete dynamic. Um,
2: and then uh for National Coaches Week, which is uh September twenty second to the thirtieth, I think. Uh the okay. whole um the whole point of National Coaches Weeks is like hashtag thanks coach. Um so mm-hmm. I'm calling up my, all my other coaches and I'm saying thank you. Um oh. Yeah. So I uh I I guess Brent, I wanted to say like thanks for the role that you played in my coaching career um like i think like you always pushed me to think really critically and outside the box and and keep like a, a broad lens on things and um encouraged me to seek learning opportunities outside of winnipeg or outside of just the club itself or whatever um and like really allowed me the room to to make mistakes and fail and then and then grow from that and never never came down on me hard when i when i messed up too bad um And I really appreciate it.
1: No, uh, no problem. I guess the, my, uh, you're certainly more than welcome. I guess I would, I would turn that right back to you and say that, uh, hopefully as like coaching things go forward for a lot of coaches that, that, uh, we probably re-realize over time that we learn a lot from both sides of a relationship yeah and that that is uh yeah that's pretty critical so like i i would be hard pressed to recount all the the lessons learned and discussions and interactions that have uh that have also furthered my own uh not just coaching but uh yeah just life in general which i guess is form of of coaching
2: yeah you want to you want to hear two two stories that I like that come to mind when I think of uh our time together as co-workers <laughs>
1: okay yeah, I mean, yeah potentially
2: <laughs> so, yeah so uh so one of them was I was um it was one of the first times that I taught a learn to row and it was uh, a bunch of like 50 55 year old men and I was taking them out this quad and it was our first session on the water and it was like in the spring and the water was running pretty fast and high and like, you know, the Winnipeg Rowing Club, like there's that Norwood Bridge about 100 and 200 meters downstream of the dock where you launch, uh, and so when the, when the guys went to push off the dock, uh, they just immediately forgot everything I had taught them, um, uh, and instead panicked and like let go of their oars and were like this close to flipping the boat and just like couldn't get it together and, uh, were, like, rapidly going towards the uh, the bridge pillars, and I I basically, like, it was to the point where, like, they, I don't think they were trying not to listen, but they just could not focus in on what I was saying, so I had to, like, go over with the coach boat, like, basically grab the bow of the boat and drag them through the bridge pillar so that I could at least, like, buy me a bit yeah. of time so I could go back to the dock and, like, grab Tyrone, who was, like, 13 at the time, grabbed him in the coach boat and, boated back over and switched out the bow seat and at least this like little teenager was able to row the boat back into the dock and I was like pretty shell shocked afterwards and uh I think I was like in a little bit of shock and you were just like let's just go to Taco Time <laughs> and I'm, like I'm, like decompress <laughs> and I'm, like debrief what just happened. Um and uh and like you were so calm through the whole thing and like helped me keep my cool. I think I just sat there frozen eyes being like, Oh my God, what did I just get myself into? <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> uh, you want to you want to know the other the other story i think about
1: mm, uh, is actually time, one of the
2: was <laughs> actually one of the last times that we uh that we well, we didn't even get to coach together on that day because it was um it was the moment that you and alice and the and your kids were leaving for for london um okay. you guys had stopped at the rowing club uh, right before you had to head out, I think you were grabbing something from the club, and I was covering off. It was one of like the junior provincial sessions in the afternoon, yes. um, and I we were driving that big honking, uh, super unreliable provincial coach boat, with the steering columns oh, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. The one where you had to, it had the faulty starter on it, and you had to take the the new <laughs> paddle and like and jam yes. it into the starter to dislodge it <laughs> to get it going. <laughs> Uh, win yes. Yeah, so I remember, I remember like saying bye to you and you guys started driving away and then I went to, down to, to coach the session Uh and I got it started and then I was out like on the water within the first five minutes, it died again and would not restart. Uh And oh. I remember calling you and being like, Brent, how do you do this? How do you get this restarted? I tried everything and you, to the effect of basically you're on your own, kid. <laughs> and then just, uh. <laughs> 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 just like tough turtles. This is life now. You've got to figure it out. <laughs> and like, I, I was so annoyed at the time, being like, come on, you can't just tell me this one time. You're leaving me with all these athletes, and I'm, like, covering off the rest of the summer and blah, blah, blah. Like, thinking back on it now, like, I actually really appreciate that because now I have a coach who can just start her own damn boat, no matter how bad it is.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. it's. Uh, I mean, it's, uh... yeah, you know, like, there are some things that, that could be explained over, like you can explain something over and over and over, and then like until you get like into a situation like that. I mean, I, I don't even know what advice that I would have given you. Like, you just have to re- <laughs> find the right curse word that actually yeah <laughs> that compels the the engine to start. But you know the there, I mean, there is some. There's a lot to be said for uh, the ex exper- the experimentation and the side steps necessary to actually like learn and master a a system of logic and skill mm-hmm. and I think that uh yeah, like sometimes sometimes like the bird has to leave the nest <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, you said it um anyway uh so I just wanted to call and say thank you and yeah. uh cool, all right, I'll talk to you later then.
1: Okay. Rock and roll. Thanks for
2: taking the call. Sure. We'll talk to you yeah. soon. Okay.
0: You. Bye. So next on my list was a coach from the University of Western Ontario where I spent a fall semester as their junior university men's coach. Dan Bichard had come to Winnipeg earlier that winter to facilitate a coaching course with the Winnipeg Rowing Club coaches. We took him out to a pub on the Saturday night uh, of the of the course to get him some food and drinks, and before long, he was trying to convince me and our other assistant junior coach to come to London, Ontario, for the fall to be a mentor coach. Every fall, they would bring in a in a coach, a guest coach from all across the world. They've had Australian coaches and German coaches and everything, and and they decided recently that they wanted to start focusing more on uh, on the domestic scene and, and getting more Canadian coaches into their program. Um, and so the next day I got him to offer it to me again and send over the paperwork for sure. And, and I was off. Uh, it, was, it was a good timing in my life. I had just graduated university from the kinesiology program, at the University of Manitoba. Um, and I think I just needed a three month get out of Winnipeg for a bit stint and, and go see the wild, wide, wide, wild world of rowing uh, across the country and um, and try living out somewhere else on my own. Uh, so for me, it wasn't just an opportunity to to develop as a coach, but it was kind of a shot to to go stand on my own two feet and 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 live by myself and and move away from my family and friends and and see what I could do on my own. Dan Bichard, how are you?
3: Hey, what's going on?
0: Uh, not much. Can you hear me? Okay.
3: Yeah, you can. Okay, yeah, cool. No problem.
0: Um, okay, so the first thing I have to tell you is that I'm recording this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but, but okay. like, I'm being dead serious <laughs> um, what's this all about um, Dan's this really funny guy he's got kind of two sides to him he's got Professor Dan who's very serious and no nonsense and shaper of men and will tell you how to get your act together and be fiercely protective and and uh, get it done um, and then he's also got this like kind of prankster side to him that makes him absolutely hilarious to work with and uh and just like a joy to be on the same team with. Quick professional development opportunity on the ghost so they can like listen to it in their car on the way to practice, whatever. Uh National Coaches Week. This year the uh the the theme of the week is hashtag thanks coach. So I'm going around and I'm calling all of my old coaches who've had a big influence in my life and I'm saying thanks.
3: Hey, no problem
0: yeah so i i guess i wanted to say like (laughs) i guess i wanted to say like like thank you for being like a like a very reasonable level-headed sounding board for me to just call whenever i have things going on in my life and i just need someone to like make me feel like i'm not crazy um and kind of like keep me on the right track i i really appreciate that um of course yeah and then like and on top of like you like providing me with the learning opportunity of like coming to Western coaching with you guys, um, and like giving me that, like that step into the door at like a really critical time in my, in my career, it was just like really nice having someone to sit next to you in a coach's meeting and kind of show me the ropes and make it not seem like such a big, scary thing.
3: Yeah. I think, um, I I think oftentimes like in this profession, uh, people kind of stay in their little silo. Right. And I, I think, uh, I think there, there's uh, always opportunities to be lifted up if uh, if people just work uh, together. I mean, when you came uh, here, you certainly made a, a, a sizable impact in, in uh, the individuals that were around here and made some really great friends. And and we obviously have a have a friend uh, out there on the East Coast, so it's uh, it's always helpful to uh, do outreach and and professional development opportunities and. That's why we keep on doing it. So, no, we're really excited that you you, you keep on uh, uh, pursuing your your goals and your dreams and and yeah, that's awesome. Thanks for the thanks for the kudos.
0: Yeah, no problem. I um, yeah, I think I, I, this week I've just been thinking a lot about like the people who have kind of helped lift me up to where I was, and I just realized it was it's the like the general theme is just people being like, Ashley, look at this thing, go try this thing, or like, listen here, you should be doing this, and and it's yeah as a young coach it's hard to kind of know where to go or where to look for opportunities and so for someone to step in and be like come with me on this journey and one day you two can be a great coach (laughs) it's it's really good
3: no we're we're more than happy to do it and we would do it again for sure amazing it was no problem
0: amazing and in the interest of of paying it forward how did how did you really get your start into coaching who was your big influence?
3: Um, you know what? It's kind of a, a funny thing. Like uh, I kind of felt as though that I was at the end of my university uh, career. like I was still uh, in in academics, but i I felt as though that I, my my level of day-to-day interest was it was just becoming a little bit more laborious than than what it should have been, and I knew that. Um, but I also knew that um, Volker, who was the you know obviously the head coach of the program prior to me, um, he, uh, uh, he really could use some help with, uh, with just having an extra person doing some coaching. And I knew that the people that were helping him were kind of moving on and, and things like that. And I just thought that it would be a, a, a pretty neat thing to do. It was a way that I could contribute back to the program, fill a gap, um, and, uh, and, and still be involved, um, once I started I started in the in the fall um, and uh, we uh, we had a really great group um, good recruiting good novice retention good team all together and then we um, we ended up winning a, a national championship that uh, that year and it was our first in our program's history so
0: what year was this? Um,
3: from that sorry go ahead
0: what what year was that again
3: that was in 2006 okay so um, in in uh, 2007, uh, I volunteered again, and then uh, by the time that 2009 came around, um, uh, Michelle Darval, who was the under 23 uh, uh, national team coach, uh, approached me and asked me if I'd be willing to uh, spend some time with her in the and the under 23 program, the women's program, and of course I jumped at it, and uh, it was just it just kind of continued to seem to be uh, an avenue where I could gain opportunities and always felt challenged and be involved with a, a group of people that, you know, they, they all, it always seemed that the status quo is just not really acceptable. It's boring, right? Um, people yeah. don't really seem like they're, they're inspired by that. Um, it always seemed to, to be a, uh, that I was hanging out with a group of people that were, was always trying to do a little bit more, and do that more a little bit better. And so um, it just became this, this one thing led to another. And so when I was doing my, my, um, my, my doctorate, uh, I, I, I had the opportunity to stay in academics or, you know, graduate and then stay within sport. And I chose to stay within sport um, uh, simply because it, it was, uh, it was a world that I, I I really enjoyed, and there was becoming more and more opportunities, and uh, I could certainly I, I found a couple, and have been very fortunate to make it uh, a, a long lasting well so far long lasting career. You
0: know, talking talking with Dan, I realized that everyone really gets their start from the help of others. No man is an island. No woman is an island. No coach is an island. Um, cool. Thank thanks for taking the call, Dan. Um, of course, always, anytime. Always a pleasure to talk. Uh, so last up was one of my first coaches ever or at least one of the first that I latched on to as a role model uh, Amber Miller coached with the Manitoba Marlins swim team back in the 2000s uh, early 2000s and coached me when I was about 9 10 11 years old um, she had and, and still has this crazy curly hair and this fun, positive, 20-something enthusiasm in everything she did, and it was so contagious to be around. (laughs) I hadn't spoken to Amber in about 10 years. I had a hell of a time tracking her down. Uh, She's gotten married, changed her name, doesn't really have a social media presence. Um, uh, Through the help of some old, former teammates, though, I got her number.
4: How are you? Good, how are you? Good thanks Sorry I didn't pick up when you were first calling. I was just on the other line there. Oh, no worries at all. No worries at all.
2: Um okay, cool. I'm I'm glad I was able to track you down. Um I uh so maybe I'll give you a little recap of the last fifteen years of my life. Uh, <laughs> long time no talk.
0: There was no way for me to have known at the time or for her to know at the time, uh but She's probably the person I've most modeled my life after, even if it's been subconsciously. Um, I I really only knew her for a short period of time um, before I understood the responsibilities of being an adult or being a coach or being an athlete at a higher level. Uh, But something I knew about the way she was as a person was what I wanted to be as a person.
2: I'm kind of going back and revisiting a lot of the coaches in my life that, uh, that have had a, a big impact on, on kind of my own coaching career and athletic career and, uh, in September, uh, September 22nd to the 30th is, uh, nationwide, uh, coaches week. Um, oh, wow. and the, uh, theme of this, theme of this week is, um, hashtag thanks coach. So, so I'm going back and calling all my, my old coaches and, and saying thanks. Um, and, and specifically I wanted to call you when I was thinking about people that I, that I thought I should call it kind of, talk about who's having like, a big influence and, and stuff I've done, uh, my mind immediately went to you, which is um maybe kind of a funny thing, but uh like <laughs> just kind of like, thanks for being like a really positive, um, excited coach who was just clearly cared so much about her athletes and just like loved being on the pool deck. And even if you're having a hard day, you really never let it show. Um It really oh, meant okay. a lot to like a 10 year old who just needed a little bit of direction in her life and, And needed just kind of like that role model.
4: Oh, thanks, Ashley. Well, you know what? You guys provided me with so much more than I probably gave you. Just being there every day and working with such a great group of kids really kind of made my day every day that I was there. So thank you back. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. (laughs) That's (laughs) Um, I have like one
2: really specific memory of you coaching me. Uh
1: oh no. <laughs> <laughs> like a, I was doing
2: like a freestyle set and um it seemed like every single time I breathed towards your side of the deck you were just there staring right back at me, just nagging the hell out of me. You just did not let up. <laughs> and I um and I was getting like upset about it. I think I might have even started crying like in the water and I to the point where like I got you got me out of the pool and I was just crying on the side of the pool deck. And I was like, Amber, quit
4: picking on me. <laughs> she
2: was, like you look so shocked, and you're like, Ashley, like I'm not picking on you. It's I, like I care. I'm trying to help you. I want you to do well. Would you rather that I just like left you alone to do it the wrong way? And I yeah. was probably like really just like, upset ten year old who was just like, yeah, leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, definitely didn't appreciate it at the time, but uh but I'm happy to report that I can look back on it now and know that was totally the right thing. Like even though probably not the not what I wanted in the moment it really like was what I needed can you breathe to both sides you, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <exactly>. bilateral breathing I think I actually stopped breathing towards that side. because I'm like I don't want to look at her I don't want to look at her
4: and that's <laughs> 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 <Enough's> enough already <laughs> yeah yeah
2: um uh, and so I guess in the interest of like paying it forward, I'm, I'm curious to know like how you got your start into coaching and like who, who was your big influence and what was your kind of coaching pathway?
4: Oh yeah. So, um, I started coaching. I was a swimmer and then decided that I wasn't really interested in continuing my path as an athlete as a, as a, as a swimmer. And so I've always really loved working with kids and I thought, you know, I love, the water and I love being around the water and so working with kids and coaching swimming just seemed like a natural fit for me so when I stopped swimming that's when I picked up coaching and I honestly like coaching you and some of your fellow athletes was one of the best experiences that I've ever had you guys were very just awesome kids to work with and it's amazing because I see some of you on social media or whatever these days and it just blows my mind because you'll always forever be this little 10-year-old <laughs> in my <mind>. life <laughs> that I see you yeah. as adults and like some of you have kids now and it just <laughs> and re- it always uh, surprises me but I think the biggest thing about coaching and for coaches to be successful is just this mutual level of respect so if you respect your athletes and they respect you back, then they'll do anything for you and they'll work hard for you. And that's what, uh, what I felt even in my own experiences as an athlete after I left swimming, I think we have a similar path. I got into rowing. And I think, I, I think we up. have like
2: a very identical path, actually. I, yeah. yeah like, even like the crazy hair. It's just like up all yeah. the same. <laughs> it's all there. Um, wow. Yeah,
4: hey? yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, you got into rowing after, after swimming too. Didn't you? Yeah, yeah, and I had some. I had a pretty fantastic coach. Uh, Chuck McDermott was my coach with. Oh, gee rowing. Yeah, awesome. and Chuck is awesome. Yeah, yeah, I was pretty lucky that he was still in Winnipeg at the time when I got into it, and I think I fell in love with rowing as an athlete. Just because I love the water, but I don't always love jumping into the cold water. <laughs> Rowing was like the perfect, uh, sport for me because it meant that I could be near the water without the yes. shock. Yes, of, totally. Yeah, totally. Jumping
2: in. So, yeah. uh, I think my line yeah. is that like, oh, this is great. I get
4: to breathe whenever I want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel exactly the same way. Yeah. So, um, working with as a coach was awesome, and I actually, like, I have a memory of him as a coach, and we were doing a really hard set on the water, and just, like, it was tough. I think we were preparing for nationals at that point, and he sent um, my doubles partner and I an email after just saying, like, you guys worked really hard, good for you, and it meant the world to me to have somebody that I respected acknowledge the work. So I think, you know, yeah. as a coach, just that mutual level of respect and letting your athletes know and as an athlete being told by you're doing something right and you're working hard that just means the world
2: yeah there's there's been a couple so I coached the um the the juniors in Fredericton uh mm-hmm. and this has been like one of the most amazing groups I've worked with in in the last number of years uh and we were the last couple of weeks of training have been a bit tougher on them uh physically and and mentally I would say uh and it's a lot about like we, we talk a lot in our practices about um when when faced with this kind of challenge when you see a hard workout coming up and you're like, "Oh my God, I don't know if I can do this," and you're into the the third quarter of the the race or the piece, and um it's really starting to hurt, and you have to dig deep for that next layer. It's all about finding like the courage to 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 act that way and and not not giving up on yourself halfway through the the set
3: and there was yeah. a
2: There was a young girl who um is quite a bit smaller than the rest of the team, but and and i I think she's the youngest one as well. And she's constantly trying to step up into these bigger shoes to to row with the with the teenagers. And um the other day she had a really great set where I could just see she was just hauling on the oar, like really giving it her all. And like, I almost like brought a tear to my eye because I was looking at her and I'm like, "This is you stepping up. This was an awesome practice for you." And I like out in front of because because they were in the eight when I said it to them, so like the rest of the team heard it too. And like I could just yeah. see like the look in her face being like, "Oh
4: my god," yeah. <laughs> that meant the world. And I think what makes a good coach is that you just care so much, right? Like there's so much pride for your athletes, when they they get to that like deep spot where they're just, the work is paying off and they're able to work harder and they want to work harder for you. And you just have this immense sense of pride for how far they've come and where you know that you're going to go. Totally. Totally. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, well, thanks again for
2: for taking the call. I um I appreciate taking a little 10 minutes out of your day to to come chat with one of your old athletes.
4: Yeah. Well, thank you so much for calling. It was really nice to hear from you. And now I've followed Ashley Rose on Instagram. Yeah. Your journey and your path. And yeah, there you go. Really cool.
0: You know, I I got a couple, I got a, I got a really nice message from Amber a couple hours after that interview. um, And her and I started talking a little bit and, uh, and just kind of, going back over and and how crazy life is and how crazy life can get sometimes. And, you know, uh, through going back and calling all my old coaches, what I realized really is um, it's never too late to uh, rekindle a friendship or a mentorship or any kind of relationship with some of your old uh, role models, coaches, or or mentors. Um, And... More than anything else, like it's really never too late to say thanks um even after all these years, it always will strike a chord in the heart of of the people that that worked with you um and I know it means a lot, even if you're like on the fence about saying thanks to someone. What's the harm? The worst thing you can do is is completely make someone's day,
4: yeah, for sure, well, okay, all right.'ll talk to you later then. you bet, take care.
0: See too. Bye. Bye. Well, guys, this has been another episode of the Coach's Plan podcast, uh, Plan to Coach with Coach New Brunswick. I'm Ashley Mulan, your host. Big thank you today also to CKM for letting us record in their beautiful studio. Um, you can find us on uh, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. I did the work so that we could be everywhere, and you can find us uh, wherever you listen to your podcasts. We're also available on our website, coachnb.ca subscribe uh, give us a five-star rating and write us a little review it helps other coaches find us uh, in the uh, in the podcast store or the podcast uh, app wherever you listen and isn't that what we're all about is getting more and more coaches involved in the conversation um, big thanks obviously to, to the coaches I've called today And in the meanwhile get to practice thank a coach and we'll see you in two weeks